Some folks say I killed Judd Kelso that year. They say I stabbed him in the chest with a butcher knife. I let folks believe what they will. I'm the only one who knows the truth anymore. All the others are dead and gone. At the time, nobody really cared who killed Kelso anyway. By the end of that summer, just about everybody in Port Cato wanted him dead. Nobody cared to find the killer, except maybe to give him a medal or a key to the city or something. Of course, a key to the city wouldn't have been worth much, seeing as how Port Caddo barely rated as a village, much less as a city, and would soon be nothing more than a ghost town. Port Caddo was a riverboat town at the dawn of the age of iron horses. Marshall, the county seat, already had a rail line that went to Louisiana. The Texas and Pacific had plans to build on to that road and make Marshall a major eastern terminal. Railroads could move stuff faster and cheaper than riverboats could, and Port Caddo was not situated well for a railroad, perched as it was at the edge of Big Cypress Bayou just above Caddo Lake. The railroads are going to be the death of her, and everybody in town knew it. My pop pretended not to know. That was his job. As editor of the Port Caddo Steam Whistle, he was the town's most active booster. In his editorials, he kept coming up with schemes designed to keep Port Caddo alive after the railroads took away the riverboat trade. We must hold a county bond election to fund a narrow-gauge line from Port Caddo to Marshall, I heard him say one day in the barbershop. It'll link us with the main rail lines." But few county residents cared to pay to keep our town alive. Pop also suggested Port Caddo promote itself as a resort town with duck hunting clubs, fishing camps, and steamboat excursions on Caddo Lake. Just think of the folks coming here to line our pockets with money from as far away as Memphis and Little Rock, he told the butcher once in church. But not many folks had money to burn at resorts that soon after the fall of the Old South and the ruination of the plantation economy. Oh, Pop came up with a lot of wild ideas for the town, and people humored him for doing his job, but we all knew the town was doomed. I was a boy then and couldn't stand to think of Port Caddo dying. I still remember the sounds of the steamboat whistles and all those valves and engines hissing hot vapor. I could hear them from the Caddo Academy where I took my lessons. Our teacher, Mr. Deal, would have fits trying to hold us boys in class when a boat was calling at our stretch of bayou. Port Caddo was heaven on earth for boys. The steamers would whistle at us when we were out on the lake fishing or fixing up our duck blinds. In summer, all the boys in town turned amphibious and could swim like alligators. On the farms and timber lots, which started just outside of town, we could hunt squirrels, rabbits, hogs, and deer in any patch of woods without even having to ask the owners. All the land was private, but the woodlands were treated as free range then, and people just let hogs and boys run wild in them. I knew a thousand secret places in the uplands, and about a million more out in the cypress breaks of Caddo Lake. Looking back on it after all these years, I forget about the mosquitoes, the water moccasins, the odor of dead fish, and the suffocating summer heat. I can only remember the aroma of pines on the hills, 
the flat-bottomed hull of my bateau bumping against the cypress knees, and the cool waters of Caddo Lake always at my feet. Just because the place was heaven for us boys, it doesn't mean it was exactly hell for anybody else, either. Even women folk liked it. It was tolerably civilized. A stretch of the main street leading up from the wharf was paved with bricks. We had churches for Methodists, Baptists, Episcopalians, and Presbyterians. Old Jim Snyder ran a store, well-stocked, and Widow Humphrey kept a first-rate inn for a town as small as ours. We didn't have a doctor, but as my pop used to say, we have the healthiest climate in the world. Why the devil would we need a doctor? We numbered about four hundred souls, and everybody knew everybody else's business. Ours was just a podunk backwater bayou town, but we could get anything in the world. The riverboats linked us to New Orleans. I couldn't tell you how many steamers plied cattle.